Welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. It's so good to have you join in today, and I hope uh, you got your cold brew or your hot coffee or your tea or iced tea, I suppose, uh, in hand as we uh, continue in our series on revealing the wicked one, the Satan and things. And last episode, we saw many scriptures describing to us the plan of the enemy. And today we're going to examine tactics and strategies that are deployed against us by Satan and his minions. You know, the more we know of the tactics and strategies of an enemy, the better able we're able to you know, prepare our defenses and to withstand the attack that will come. And for the Christian, the Bible has numerous examples of the strategy or strategies that our enemy de- uh, employs and deploys. He twists the word of God. In John chapter 8, verse 44, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and a father of it. So lies are the DNA of Satan. All right, that's just part of who he is. If he ever quotes the scriptures correctly, it's not because he agrees with the word of God, rather he's got a sinister tactic or mode of being deployed here, all right? So he twists the word of God. Satan came to Adam and Eve and called into question the rules that God had placed on the gar- in the garden, on the tree of knowledge. He misquoted God, saying that God uh, prohibited them from eating from any of the tree of the garden. E- Eve even caught him and corrected him, but that didn't stop him. He said that you'll surely, you won't die. You won't die. The serpent said on the, or the woman, ye shall not surely die. I mean, he's misquoting. He's twisting up the word of God. When Satan confronted Jesus in the wilderness, he spoke the word of God, but for unholy purposes. It was all designed to try to get Jesus to change the stone into bread, get the angels to catch him from falling, uh, you know, Jesus was destined to be a king, and he was trying to tempt him. Uh, I mean, he's just all kinds of misapplication, and but he knew what he was doing. It wasn't a, um, a fault. It wasn't a mistake. It was on purpose. And Satan is a genius at disguises. He can make himself appear as religious, even righteous, and Paul talks to the church in Corinth. The church in Corinth had all kinds of problems. And he was trying to help this church out. And let me read you a few verses here in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is of no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, who in shall be according to their works. I mean, that's a tactic of Satan. These false teachers, empowered by Satan, gave the impression to those around them that they were workers of righteousness, when the reality of the fact is they were ministers of the devil. And, you know, the Bible tells us directly, not, not everything that looks like light is light. Right? I mean, he's he's just so good at disguises. And that goes in with the next thought. He's, he's a master of counterfeits. When it comes to counterfeits, oh, he, he's got a master's degree in it. He, you know, her doctorate, whatever. He, he knows how to make something false appear to be genuine. Uh, 
the tactics are to sow counterfeit in Christian in Christian life uh, amongst Christians. I mean, Jesus even taught about a parable where the enemy came in and sowed weeds among the wheat, and at the beginning they looked the same in the in that growing stage. It's not till the harvest that the farmer knows to counterfeit from what's real. And he goes on to say, this is in Matthew chapter 13, and I'm not going to read you the whole story, but it says, the enemy who sowed is the devil. The weeds are the sons of the wicked one. All right, the enemy is able to make lies look like the truth and, and just not to the unbeliever. All right, the lost, I mean, obviously they're lost, they're blind spiritually. But it can make the lie look like the truth to the believer. We need to be constantly uh, getting in the Word of God, exploring the Word, knowing it. That will help us see what is counterfeit and what is truth. All right. Uh, it was spiritually dark when Jesus was ministering as well. We we if you read through the Gospels, how many times you see uh, Jesus and the disciples dealing with those who had diseases, both physically and mentally. Uh, and Jesus often drove demons from folks in Matthew chapter 8, verse 16. And when even was come, they brought him unto him that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. So a tactic of the de- of the enemy um, you know, is to cause problems physically, mentally. Uh, that's one of his tactics. Uh, Peter relayed this to uh in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, and with power, who went out about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And even the Lord sent out the disciples, the 70, and they went out and, and returned rejoicing, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. There's, there's uh, no uh, enemy greater than the name of Christ. He can't stand against it. You know, as believers, we can't be possessed by the enemy praise the lord that's not possible but the enemy can come hard against us so i've heard people say you can't be possessed but you can be oppressed and i've been in certain places in the world and you can feel it that this is a you know there's some definite spiritual battle conflict uh, heaviness there and ephesians chapter 4 verse 27 neither give place to the devil uh you know we we got to watch out for it because uh, he can come against us and neither give place to the devil. We got to watch out that we're not uh, holding on to things, on to, you know, not confessing sin and getting things right in our lives because then when we're out of whack with the Lord, we're not in the right um, position, uh, then the attacks of the devil can come even harder against us. You know, uh, the Greek word for slander or accuser is what, or slander, actually the Greek word means slander or accuser. This is what Satan's been doing since the beginning of time. He's been coming against uh, Christians and accusing them all the time. He, that, that's what he's up to. It's just part of who he is. And the, the uh, definition for slander is an oral communication of false statements injurious to a person's reputation, a false and malicious statement or report by someone. Now, that's what he's going to, that's a tactic, right? He's coming against us. So thankful Jesus Christ serves as a Christian's advocate before the Father. Um, and in First John chapter 2, verse 1 talks about, he's there to defend the Christian against the slanderous attacks of the devil. My little children, these things write I unto you that ye sin not. If any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. 
There's just, that's just some of the tactics. They're not all of the tactics, okay? The New Testament warns us to be watching and to be sober, uh, sober teaching us to denying ungodliness and worldly lust that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, Titus 2.12. Because we know the Satan will attack. He's going to come. We don't have an excuse not to be prepared. So let's make sure we're putting on the armor of God and standing in his might. So I hope that's been a help to you today and understanding the tactics and strategies of our enemy. And uh, in our next episode, we'll look at uh, Satan's destiny. And until then, uh, keep exploring the word and looking to Jesus. Bye for now.